Welcome to I Quit Wine. I'm your host, Sarah, and I'm thrilled you're here. If you're sick and tired of having a little bit more than you'd planned to drink and you're ready to change your relationship with wine, then you're in the right place. If you have a serious problem with alcohol, this isn't the place for you. Please get the help you need. Speak to your medical practitioner. But if you're ready to live a hangover-free life, well, then keep on listening. I'm thrilled to have you here. Hello, you're so welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Louise Leather, and delighted to have you here. And today we're talking about one of my favourite topics. I probably say that at the beginning of every single podcast, so please forgive me if I do. But one of my favourite topics is talking about the concept of Groundhog Day when it comes to stopping drinking. And you are probably more than familiar with the movie called Groundhog Day. And I must admit, I do find the movie a little bit frustrating. It's just like, please, it's a bit like in Titanic. If Rose went down to, in a sinking ship, one more time I was going to scream. <laughs> it was a bit like that watching Groundhog Day. You just wanted to shake Bill Murray and go like, stop, what's your problem? <laughs> and this is the whole thing about Groundhog Day, that it is so frustrating because you know differently and you're just waiting in the movie. You're just waiting for him to get that he gets to wake up in the morning and do his day different. He keeps doing the same thing over and over and over again and getting the same result. So the Einstein that said the definition of stupidity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So when we keep doing the same thing and we think that it's going to end differently because we're, oh, we're not going to drink red wine, we're going to drink white, or we're just going to drink white spirits because there's not so many calories in those and it's easier on our liver or that we are going to drink beer instead or alternate with low alcohol beer or drink a glass of water in between every drink or don't start drinking later or don't drink on Mondays or Tuesdays or all the things, my head hurts even thinking about it. And this, my head hurt for a decade and a half, going through this of overthinking drinking and expecting it to be different because it is, and I was talking about this in my beautiful brand new um, academy, I Quit Wine Academy, and I, my heart is exploding with gratitude with the one woman after another's holding up a hand and hopping in there and grabbing the very amazing early bird uh, offer, which is um, which is incredible. We're nearly giving it away. Um, but talking about this whole thing of really uh, the, the thought that you can change something around your drinking and expect a different result, like taking a break and then like resetting. We do not reset. We don't reset. We don't go back to um, the beginning of time when we take a break. It's like, imagine being in one of those really big shopping centers. I've seen them in Kuala Lumpur and in Singapore, places with high rise buildings and massive massive uh, shopping centers inside and you look up and you see the escalators going up 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 and uh, or if you want to go down very often to go down a few floors you just hop from one escalator to the next next you hop off on that floor do a bit of shopping then hop back on the downward uh, going escalator and that's what it's like with alcohol there's only one direction so imagine in one of those shopping centers you could only go down and you started at the top and maybe you got a lift up to the top, up 
to like the 50th floor and you look down and you think, oh, there's a lot of ways down there. And that's what drinking is like. You start doing some drinking and for a while it's all great fun and everything. And you go down a few floors and, and you're there like, oh, I'm not sure this is really suiting me. I'll take a little bit of a break and do dry January or sober October or something or dry July or one of those things and take a little bit of a break and I'm going to reset myself. And you hop off the escalator, you have a nice time wandering around and you think like, ah, oh, that's better now. I'm fine now. And you hop back on and you think like, this is okay. I've been out, I only have one drink and now I'm fine. And then a week later, you think, oh, I have three drinks. And a week later, it's like, oh, I feel terrible. I'm back to the same place. You're not actually back to the same place. You've actually gone down a couple of floors in the department store. And then you think like, okay, another break. Cause I felt great when I did it last time. I felt really, really good. Had so much more clarity, felt much healthier, loved waking up in the mornings with a clear mind. So I'm going to do that again. I'm going to have another break. And this time I'm going to have a break for longer. And you hop off the escalator and you take a break for maybe three months. Or when I first did it, it was 11 months. It was nearly a year. Oh, that's great now. And then you're innocently have be somewhere like I was. I'd given a talk to 100 women on this great topic and somebody said, do you want a glass of wine? I'm like, yeah, I think I might. I feel I'm fine about wine now. I, yeah, it's great to have had a break, but you know, I don't have a problem. So yeah, I'll have one glass and I have one glass. And then I uh, felt that night, felt like every cell of my body had had a needle stuck into it and all of the water drawn out of it. And that I was so dehydrated from one glass of wine. I'm just like, oh, that really doesn't suit me. But a week later, went out to dinner. Someone said, should we have some wine? I'm like, yeah, I'll make sure I drink lots of water so I don't feel dehydrated two three glasses and then before I knew it it was back to the overthinking every weekend no I'm not going to drink this weekend no I'm, I said I'd stopped I was going to take a break and back on the downward facing escalator back going down putting on the pounds feeling terrible waking up giving myself such a hard time and that's the way it goes you do not reset you do not it's a one way one way elevator the lift is broken there's no getting back on it uh, it's only one direction that it goes so and that's that that's the myth of of moderation it doesn't we don't reset yes some people do appear to successfully moderate but it is much of a myth and it is a continual groundhog day experience for pretty much everyone i've ever spoken to so to break the cycle of Groundhog Day takes a few things. Yes, so first of all, it takes a decision. The first thing is a decision. You've just got to decide, I am done with this. And really deciding what you want. And if you want no more Groundhog Days, you don't have to think the thought, I'm never drinking again, because most people find that really daunting. But it's just like, and that's why my program is 90 days, because it's 90 days. I'm not going to call it a 90 day reset because I don't really believe in that. I think I've made that quite clear. It's 90 days to really do the work on letting go of the things that don't serve you anymore and really step into a much better life without wine and making a decision from there making a decision about what you want your relationship with alcohol to be like and 
if you choose to drink again, that is your choice, but you'll be making it from a very empowered place. And that's great. I have no problem with that. And I'm not going to say anybody shouldn't drink anymore or because that's really hard on their brains to think like that. And it's much better to naturally get to a point where you actually don't want to. It's not like you can't. It's like, why would I? And that's how I feel about it now. It's like, why would I drink? Why would I? And I know that I need to keep doing the work on myself, keep filling up my my wonderful bucket of goodness about life after wine to keep making that stronger and stronger. And one of the most important things, I think, is being in community with others that have a very similar experience. I went into a group, a group of midlife women and asked about their experience with alcohol and whether they were struggling, particularly those that were in perimenopause and menopause. And there were quite a lot of them that said like, oh, I realized a year or two ago that it really wasn't serving me. So I stopped, haven't had a drink since, highly recommended. It's amazing. And I'm like, that's amazing. And that is fantastic if you kind of what they call spontaneously stop just like that. And if you're one of those people, you're probably not listening to this podcast (laughs) because you're probably like me. And it takes you a few groundhog days to really get it. And your brain will keep offering that just maybe, just maybe you can go back to it. And just maybe just while you're in Italy or just when you're on a plane going somewhere or just when you're at that restaurant with the best wine and sure that you'll be having lots of lovely food so it won't bother you so much and yeah that might be the case then but a week later it's a Wednesday night and you've had a really hard day and someone's drinking the out of you and you're just like give me wine now and you know like it's not solving anything so the solution alcohol is never is never the solution to any problem and when we can really see that and change your desire change what you want that's what needs and and yeah if you want to go back to drinking from a place of a very empowered decision I have no problem with that, um, but it's it's highly unlikely once you've really done the work with yourself. And I know that's for me. That's why the stop start cycle went for so long because I still had this little niggle of a belief that my life was a little bit tiny, tiny little bit compromised if I wasn't drinking at all ever. And um, and I don't think about forever now, but just booked a trip to Australia for um it's what 10 months away I'd say and I know I'm not going to be drinking then and I can think my brain is quite happy thinking that thought I won't be drinking then but there was a time where 10 months away I couldn't think about that I could just think about like this week I won't drink this week I won't drink this weekend that was enough for my brain to to deal with and that's okay you don't have to think about forever it's not useful for most people it's just like right now Yeah, and that's why I created the Academy, the I Quit Wine Academy, so that women can really get to experience maybe what it's like and be around other women, some that are uh, way further ahead, that there's some women in a group that are years of, have years of of not drinking and others that have 
days, minutes, or maybe a few weeks, and really want to just be in a space where they can relax. Like one more woman sent me an email after she joined and she said, thank you so much for such a soft landing into the academy. I just really feel like this is the most amazing place for me and it's just exactly what I need right now. And that's what I'm hearing time after time with the women that are joining. This came up exactly the right time. I've been questioning my drinking. I've been wondering you know should I stop forever should I do this should I do that and then this your academy appeared in front of me I'm like yes this is what I need this is what I want this is what I want right now so if you want things to be different and get out of that loop that stop start loop and move away from Groundhog Day there's a few things that can really help you and you know one of them is to really get clear on why you're doing this and for me I'm looking at the vision of myself on that trip to Australia, going to my nephew's wedding, being dressed up, knowing that I'm going to be in my right size body because when I'm not, because I'm not drinking, it makes it so much easier to stick to my health goals, to actually get my health goals. And it's not just about looking a certain way, although that is amazing, uh, but it's also knowing that my body is as healthy as it could possibly be. I'll be 58 then, and I know I'm gonna look the best I've looked for probably a decade or so. Um, so get clear, like play it forward in your mind, have something. I don't know what, I haven't been shopping for my dress yet, so I don't know what I'm gonna be wearing, um, uh, but I can imagine, I can imagine what I'm going to be wearing. I can imagine how I'm going to be feeling waking up on that day of going to my nephew's wedding. He's my godson. He's the first, he was the first child, the first grandchild in the family. Um, and it's just waking up that morning and getting ready to go to the wedding will be just, I can feel it. I can feel that now. And that is just one part of getting clear on why I'm doing this because it's it's not just so how I look in the photos or anything, it's how I'm going to feel, even getting on the plane to go on that journey without having those thoughts of like free drinks all the way. <laughs> in the last time I went, it was just pandemic times and very stressful and and I wasn't drinking, but it was very, there was a lot of anxiety. And, um, but this time it's just going to be so much joy. And for now, for the next like 10 months, it's just going to be amazing to, to actually feel that way all the way through because what you can't wait until something's happened until you've lost the weight or got fitter or had months and months of not drinking under your belt. You've got to start feeling that way now. And there's one thing that gets in the way of feeling that way, and that is that is drinking. So get really clear on why you're doing this and think of something, some kind of anchor, something in the future. And it doesn't have to be that many months away. It can be two weeks away. How are you going to feel uh, when, you're, when you're doing that? And get the support that you need to be able to really step into that it really is um, surrounding yourself whether or not you like join my academy or join the I Quit Wine Academy or you get support somewhere else from some other kind of 
um, meetings or some other community, it makes so much difference when you don't have to, you know, be worried about what someone's going to say to you or be have somebody try and sabotage your, your goals and your dreams. And that a big part of it is making that decision and deciding that you're going to do this no matter what and making a decision about 90 days I think is 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 so empowering because it's doable it's not too much for the brain like it can seem like oh, that sounds like a long time but it just it doesn't have to be and once you've got a a good reason it's it's way more powerful so whether it's you've got a you know a health goal a wealth goal it might be that you want to create something uh you want because pretty much it's not just the money you save by not drinking it is what's possible for you when your brain is so much clearer whether you're working in a job or whether you're like a lot of my clients have their own businesses um so whatever it is there's so much more possible for you so i believe that stopping drinking can not just save the amount because a lot of a lot of my clients that are stopping drinking the same as me weren't spending that much on alcohol when you add it up over a, over a year it's not a huge amount but when you look at maybe lost business or lost um earnings or just what's possible for you from stepping this next level vision of yourself it's incredible because i think it's probably one of the biggest saboteurs um that that we can have so once you make that decision you can really move on into st step into that but we need to keep recommitting to that decision and doing it with surrounded by people that really get us and are going to encourage us and not say like, oh, you've had a break now. You're fine. You're fine. You don't have a problem. You know, that's not useful. It's not useful for any of us. So um, just being, making that empowered decision and just deciding this is what it's going to be getting the support that you need and really it's all about connection and that's why I started the academy is to really enable those incredible connections for the other people on the journey with some that are a little bit further ahead some that are a little bit coming up behind you but we're all traveling the same journey and it's part of my reason is that um uh I'm coming up to my first year of, I call it my no hangover anniversary. <laughs> and I kind of stopped counting days. I'm going to do another podcast on counting days. I found it useful until I didn't um, because I'd give myself such a hard time if I had um, had even little bits. And over the last year, there have been, a, have been a couple of times when I have had some. And I'm just like, oh, that didn't, going back to day one, didn't really, I didn't find like it served me. Um, but I, having connections of other people that are all traveling the same journey with with a with a similar intention of just having a much better life, uh, whilst exploring the relationship with alcohol, is is an amazing thing. I've got in my group. I've got very few rules besides, of course, being respectful to other people and everything. But there's one rule: is it's like no glorification of drinking. Absolutely none will be tolerated. <laughs> because I know it's so not useful of, of saying like, oh, actually, now that I've been doing this for a month, I, I, I think I'm going out on the weekend. I'm going to try moderate. I think I can handle one now. And that's like, it just can really mess with other people's brains when they're at that sort of fragile stage of going, it sort of like gives them permission. Like, oh, yes, if she can do it, 
I can too, and that's not useful. And there are probably groups out there that 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 encourage that. But I Quit Wine Academy is for really holding that sacred space of exploring imperfectly how you can move forward with this. So it's really, really important. Um, and just choosing yourself, really choosing yourself, like this is your time. And that's why so many women that I work with are in midlife or perimenopause or menopause or in their 40s or 50s, not all. I have some younger clients and some much older clients as well. But just really being in that space of knowing that this is your time. This is your time to put you first because you can't help anybody else unless you are looking after yourself front and centre. It really... And so many of us have had months or years or even decades of giving ourselves a hard time. And as I'm always saying on this podcast, it's not about how much you've been drinking, but it's how it makes you feel. And if you're waking up like I used to wake up in the morning after having any amount of alcohol, hating myself, really, really hating myself, calling myself stupid and all sorts of names, that's really damaging to us. And we've got to repair that. We've got to repair that, that damage. And it can be too much at first to, to say you have to love yourself or you must love on yourself, but there's things you can do. And that's what I coach the women through is how in tiny, tiny, tiny little steps, 1% at a time can start to, well, first of all, like ourselves and then love ourselves enough to choose something different, to choose healthier things and just to choose ourselves. Um, and the last thing I'll say around this about really preventing the Groundhog Day or finally waking up and making that day all the more um, uh, like renewed, special, reinvented is is to really, really enjoy yourselves or have something in the evenings that are different or are going to be, you can have the same routines and rituals but different ingredients like if you find that like oh well five o'clock comes around you've just got to get a nice glass out and pour something into it yeah do that but it doesn't have to be what you used to put into it and I will very often at about five o'clock I'll get a wine glass out I'll put in some sparkling water I will get a nice wedge of lime and squeeze that into there if I've got some fresh mint I stick that in there um there so keeping having some kind of rituals I love going if you know some evenings of the week towards the weekend my husband and I will be watching something on Netflix or something and I'll just make a giant mug of tea really really nice tea and you know now it I just decided that that was really luxurious and that was really nice so you get to decide what's really special for you I've got a lovely blanket like so I did a podcast on what you self-soothe with and I find that very um very soothing except the cats the cats love my blanket and <laughs> want to manically ned on the blanket and then the dog Indy goes a little bit mad then she <laughs> starts barking because I think she thinks the dog is, the cats are attacking me <laughs> but they're just netting. It's hilarious. Um, so I have to get the cats away from my blanket. Um, but having things that are just, and you don't need to tear, share that with anybody else that you're feeling like a little bit fragile or whatever, and you just need to snuggle up a bit. You can just do it. You don't have to justify any of it to anybody, but just do it. Just just have things, choose things that are, that are just going to serve you. And if it helps to tell the people around, 
that you know you're you're taking a break from from alcohol you're going to be you know experimenting with some different kinds of drinks in the evenings or different kinds of teas and you're going to snuggle up um you might put your pajamas on early or go to bed really crazy early sometimes and that's all good that's all good how any what anybody else thinks about it is 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 up to them it's as i say what other people think is not your business but only share things with people that you that have the right to hear it you don't have to share vulnerabilities with people that are going to maybe be a little bit a little bit insensitive around it because maybe when there's nothing like alcohol to 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 get reactions to other people i mean it's crazy that it's the only it's the only drug it's the only poison we have to justify not taking and but it can really trigger other people's insecurities and other like it's just holding a mirror up to other people because if you kind of say you're not having it anymore and you'll be doing these other things instead people will be thinking like well I have just as much as them does that mean I've got a problem uh, and they can react in certain ways so you know just do whatever it takes to be fiercely protective of what you need to be doing and not what anybody else needs from you you can articulate to other people what you would like from them but be mindful of who um, who it would land better with. Very often, closest friends, partners, family members can react in ways that doesn't always serve you. So just think about that. And that's why being in community with other people is so, so important because you realise, like, there's nothing wrong with you. This is really normal. Your body has just had enough of this poison and that's it. That is it. It's a class one carcinogen. Like, seriously, it's ridiculous that we have to feel any bit less than from not consuming it because of other people's thoughts and feelings around it. And you don't have to. You don't have to take it on. But I do get when you're feeling maybe a bit raw and sensitive for the first little while, and that can go on for more than a minute, uh, that you really need to be held. And I suppose um, that's why I love running groups like I Quit Wine Academy, that it's just um, somewhere where I can fiercely hold the space for women in a very gentle, loving way, but also shining the light on where their thinking is stopping them from having the life they want a very safe and emotionally safe place because our nervous systems have got a bit battered from the world out there and we need to do this in a way that is not harsh but is effective and that's what I feel so blessed to be to have created so if you want to come and join us you can go to my new website my new incredibly imperfect website it's only just kind of thrown up um iquitwine.com you might have to put in the www.iquitwine.com forward stroke iqwa standing for i quit wine academy iqwa and even if you just click on i quit wine or go to the show notes of the podcast you will find the link and as i said there is a crazy special price at the moment really really special because i don't want the price to stop anyone from joining and it's just one you just pay once it's one price you pay once and that's for the 90-day program and then for as long as it goes which could be a very long time i'm not promising anything more than 90 days but i'm not going anywhere i'm not planning on going anywhere um but you will meant you will keep access to the actual program 
support as long as it's there, which it will be there a long time, but the support part of it, the group, the um, the live calls, I'm doing a, I do regular live streams in there. We have regular Zoom calls as well. And there's great chat in the group already, even though we've only just started and it's very, not a, not a huge number in there at the moment. But feel free to share it with your friends, though. If, if you know people that really need this right now, then please uh, feel free to share it with them. I would love, love, love to to welcome you in. And you can you can come in anonymously if you want. You can make a fake profile and come on in if you want to. I know sometimes, like, women have fears, like, what if there's people I know in there? And so far, like, it's all corners of the of the globe that women are coming in this usually it's mostly women that have been listening to the podcast for quite a while and they're just like yes I'm coming on in and really it's such a safe space and the confidentiality is something that I say is a is a non-negotiable to be 100% no stories are taken outside of the group nobody is sharing anybody else's stuff it is everyone's there for themselves to get the help and support they desire so if you have any questions, just pop me an email at iqwwithsarah at gmail.com, iqw standing for iquitwine with sarah at gmail.com or pop along to me on Instagram at iquitwine underscore with Sarah. Pop me a DM, ask me any questions you want and I would love, love, love to see you in the Academy. Okay, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, time to stop the Groundhog Day. You can wake up tomorrow morning and just decide I'm done. I'm done. And I think uh, the Academy is an amazing place to have that real renewal of, uh, of No More Groundhog Day. Okay, I'll be back to you very, very soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to hear more, I would love you to subscribe to the show and a rating review would be so, so welcome. And Pop along and see me on Instagram at iquitwine underscore with Sarah and feel free to pop me a DM and say hi and tell me what you've loved about the show. I'll be back with you really soon with another episode. Bye for now.